I know firsthand that when you're raising a challenging, reactive or aggressive dog, that life isn't all unicorns and rainbows. But I also know that it helps to hear other people's stories. My name is Kaisa van Overbeek, and on this podcast, we share stories of the force-free training journeys of amazing dogs who are just a little rough around the edges. Hi, everyone. Weaponized incompetence. That's what this episode is about. I honestly, up until last week, had never even heard the term weaponized incompetence. In hindsight, I know what is meant by it, but I'd never heard it put this way. And the person who asked me about it was actually Cassie Dixon. I was invited on Renee Rhodes's Doglogical podcast that's hosted both by her and by Cassie Dixon. And we had a discussion about, you know, all things coaching related and um, dog guardian mindset related, but weaponized incompetence came up. And I really had to ask Cassie, like, what are we talking about here? Because uh, I really didn't know how to answer it. And I think I kind of also kind of only half answered it at first. What she told me or what she, how she described it was more or less that it is when somebody pretends to not be able to do something on purpose so that they can get out of it and then you end up having to do it. So at that time we were talking about food and it was, well, it's when someone pretends to not be able to cook and all the food is horrible and it's just ugh. And then the other person ends up taking over the cooking. And we're kind of joking about this because um, Renee's partner um, is apparently a very good cook. <laughs> so he does the cooking. So my question to them in that sense was, well, what's your part in it? And <laughs> Renee jokingly said, well, my part's just eating the food, which of course had me laugh. But it's not entirely what I meant. So first off, you all know how much I hammer on your thoughts, create the way you feel, you know, your emotions and everything we do, we do either for or from an emotion. And whatever we think or believe shows up in the results that we have in our lives. Because whatever we think or believe triggers a certain feeling which has us behave a certain way and the sum of all those behaviors equals a result that is in one way shape or form a reflection of that thought and in its simplest form weaponized incompetence is the story we tell it's a thought that we have about a certain behavior exhibited by someone else when you think weaponized this was the first thing that sort of jumped out at me is that sounds pretty aggressive. That sounds pretty violent already. That has a lot of judgment in it already. And when we think of weapons being used against us, then that means we're under attack, you know, some kind of attack. And then we feel hurt or scared or frightened or defensive. 
And then imagine the reaction that comes from those kind of feelings. How do you react? This is where all those, well, if you would only contribute your peace arguments and fights and things like that start. But I am getting a little ahead of myself. So let's take an example from our dog lives. That doesn't sound good. Let's take an example from life with our dogs. Maybe that's better. So consider dog walks and dog training and maybe a family member that, you know, doesn't really play by the same rules that you do when it comes to dog training. So maybe they just don't do the dog walk the way they should. They don't cross the street when they see another dog or they will let your dog say hi to someone or let the dog lunge or maybe it's nothing that drastic. Maybe they just let the dog pull or they don't want to give treats or they don't let them sniff long enough. So what happens now? You take over, right? You're just gonna have to. I mean, there's really no other option. And that right there is a lie. Because in reality, you absolutely have a choice. You can just let that family member keep walking the dog. But you choose to take over. And there's a huge difference between having to and choosing to. So what if you didn't? And your thoughts are probably going to be something like, well, the dog just it'll all go to hell. Can I say that on a podcast? I think I can. I'm determining that I can say that. So the dog will go to hell. And, you know, your trainer says it's really bad for the dog if there's no consistency. So there's that. And by the way, this is very normal behavior for your brain. Your brain loves to think in black and whites and ones and zeros. It loves to go to extremes. That's easy for it. That allows it to be very energy efficient. It's either one thing or the other. Let's not think in shades of gray. That's way too energy inefficient. So if your brain is doing this, congratulations. You're a fully functioning, normal human being. But now imagine on top of this that you are thinking that your family member is doing this on purpose and that they are using it as a weapon to trick you into taking over. Regardless of what your family member is doing, that kind of thinking is just not helpful. Imagine the kind of energy you show up with when you're thinking, oh, If this continues like this, then my dog's going to go to hell. Everything's going to go to hell. It's just not going to get better. It's the end of the world. Game over. That's that black and white thinking that your brain so loves to engage in. And so you have no other choice. You have to take over. Or at least that's what your brain is telling you. Now... How do you show up towards your family member? Probably with, I want to say, tons of resentment. Because it is because of them that you have had to take over. Or in other words, they made you take over. Well, I wouldn't be happy if somebody else made me do something like that either. But the truth is, 
which hopefully I've just been able to explain. Maybe it could have been more articulate, but still, it was actually your choice. Nobody can make you take over. Nobody can force you to grab that dog leash and walk your dog. That's all on you. That's your choice. But the whole thing started with you thinking that the other person was doing it on purpose, that they were using it as a weapon, that they were feigning their incompetence so that you would have to take over. And the truth is, that may or may not be true. They may or may not be doing it on purpose. You don't know. You cannot get inside that other person's head. You have no idea why they're doing it. But I can tell you how the cycle plays out. If you believe that they're doing it on purpose, you're going to take over. You're going to believe that they made you. You're going to feel the resentment and any kind of actions that you take towards the other person are going to be coming from that place of resentment. Whenever we come from a place of resentment, we're not in our happy place. The kind of stuff that we do, the kind of stuff that we think, the kind of stuff that we say to the other person is not going to be nice. It's not going to be conducive to a good relationship at all. So it's just going to go downhill from there. You're probably going to take over other tasks and be like, well, that's probably one of those things where they're going to be slacking it too. And again, it doesn't matter whether they are doing it on purpose or not. What matters is how you see things. And very importantly, how you feel things. Because now every time you're walking your dog, you are probably feeling that resentment. You are probably going on that dog walk thinking, here I go again. I have to do everything by myself because the other person is using that weaponized incompetence against me. They're doing it on purpose. And now here's poor me walking the dog without any support. Wow. That feels like crap. And the beauty of it all, you're the only one who's feeling like crap. Because the other person is probably just sitting there all relaxing, all like, well, you go walk the dog. I have fun. I'm just going to watch my show on TV. So it's not like you're messing with them. The only one you're messing with is you by thinking that way. So what's the solution? Yeah, you guessed it. To look at the situation differently. You can either say, okay. It's not the end of the world if somebody else does things a little bit differently. I'm just glad every now and then that somebody else walks the dog. And yeah, it's not perfect. And yes, it may set our training back. Maybe it's going to take longer to get where we want. But, you know, life isn't ideal. It's not perfect. And sometimes I'm just going to take imperfect. Because I don't want to be the one always walking the dog. And so... I'm going to have to be okay with the way the other person does that. I'm going to have to get over my own thinking that this means that my dog is going to hell and that it's all doom and gloom from here. Or you consider that that is not what you want to do and that you choose to be walking the dog. But in that case, 
I really want you to be aware of the fact that it is a choice so that you can let go of the resentment. So that when you interact with the family member, it is coming from a place of love for them and not resentment of the fact that they are fighting you with their weaponizing competence. Trust me, that will work wonders for your relationship. Now, it can be that whatever the other person is doing or badly doing or not doing is a deal breaker for you. And I would still encourage you to consider how you want to think about it. Do you want to think about it as this person is doing it on purpose to spite me? This person is using this weaponized incompetence against me? Even there, there's opposition in that word, in against. Or do you want to look at it differently? You can still think of it as, well, there's a way that I do it. And there's a way that this family member or relative or friend or whoever does things. And maybe it's a true incompatibility issue. So if you can't change the other person's ways, which we can't because the only person that controls their actions is them. And if there's something that we do not care for that we do not want to live with then maybe the course of action that we want to take isn't to work on our mindset and to say I chose to take over then maybe the action we want to take is to rethink our relationship with that person and I'm thinking maybe of let's say for you the ethical treatment of animals other living beings is very important it is one of your core values and you are now finding out that your partner does not share those core values that your partner insists on punishment-based training for example and this is a deal breaker for you you just can't you know or you just don't want to live with someone who sees animals that way and then maybe there is another choice to make for you But still, the point is that thinking of it as this person is doing that despite me, this person is doing that because, you know, they're lazy and they want me to do it. The only person that's hurting is you and it's hurting the relationship. So the choice is basically between do I want this relationship or not? In both cases, it's still not useful to think of the other person as using a weapon against you and I mean you may still choose to keep thinking that which is fine it's just that now you know where that leads and now you know how that feels and just be aware of the fact that you know you're the only one feeling that relationships often suffer a lot when a dog who's a little rough around the edges enters our lives but you'll be surprised by how much they can improve even if just one of the people in the relationship works on their mindset which is why it's also a very important part of my one-on-one coaching program so if you want 
better relationships and you want to start having them by working on yourself, then give me a call. And by that, I mean, hop on over to my website and schedule a consult with me to see if my coaching is something that you could benefit from. Kaisafanoverbank.com is my website. You can check the podcast details to see how you're supposed to spell that. 